0: Welcome back to Scouring the Depths, the show where we delve deep into the dark, endless, sanguineous, sanguineous adjective blood red of relating to or involving bloodshed, bloodthirsty of relating to or containing blood. Cavern. Sanguineous. <laughs> cavern. Chasm known as heavy music. My name is Joseph. And I'm Nathan. We're your hosts um and we welcome you to part 2 of the best of tw- 2003 I almost we, said 2023 yeah, like
1: we can't do that that's that's like right now and that's yeah. not we don't like to talk about what's going on right now we want to talk about 20 years ago
0: yeah we talk about now later that's that's how we do things around mm-hmm.
1: here mhm well i hope everyone's having a good time cuz we've been we've been having a blast kind of just going through these these years and mm-hmm. thinking back this far back. Yeah.
0: um, Like we mentioned in the last episode, it's very interesting to look back on a time where metal kind of felt pretty obsolete in a sense, at least compared to now where, you know, as the internet kind of grew and expanded, I feel like a lot more accessibility to uh, a lot more in general was was available but at this time is kind of a crossroads is between kind of the old age of you know buying music in music stores on cds and you know the analog days is what i'll is what i'll call it to you know the internet age which
1: was you
0: know it ushered in a completely different era for
1: finding music yeah it's definitely definitely thinking back about this time like and I'm sure a lot of people who were around who are listening to this now I mean I mean just think about at this when we were discovering like music a lot of us were still kind of in that analog phase but yeah <clears throat> I mean I feel like we had a lot of kind of like illegal platforms that we were trying oh, out right, right. and uh, a lot of us were were definitely uh ruining our parents computers yeah I was just that, about to say that's what i did <laughs> it's destroying
0: destroying computers left and right
1: yeah there was there was there was it was like the wild wild west in in those years and so yeah uh no vpns <laughs> very very right. poor like virus protection mm-hmm. things and anyway and then you would download a song for like a whole day and it wouldn't be the right one oh god yeah <clears throat> terrible times <clears throat> anyway
0: um that's what i remember <laughs> yeah it's weird to think back to that time it's like i don't know this this mini series i feel like is all about uh thinking about our mortality so
1: yeah i mean, i was gonna say if this is this is the last series we do you know like i i don't know if i want to go out this way you know mm-hmm. a little bit a little bit confusing for me because like I said 2003 it's it's a weird year for for metal and heavy music in general. Yeah. So, but we'll talk about it. Interesting
0: to look back on for
1: sure. Yeah.
0: Which is is what we will continue to do here today. Last week we went through our picks from 20 through 11. Um Did you, you wanna want to yeah, we might go as well
1: yeah. do a quick recap of what we had. Do you want to go back and forth or do you want to just do one at a time?
0: Uh, we'll each just go through the whole
1: thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So go first.
0: Yeah. Um, my number twenty was Lincoln Park with Meteora. My number nineteen was Edge of Sanity with Crimson Two. Number eighteen, I had Nasum with Helvet. Number seventeen, I had Chimera with The Impossibility of Reason. Number sixteen, I had Drawn and Quartered with Extermination Revelry believe that's the name of that one hold on yeah extermination revelry um then 15 i had deftones self-titled 14 i had deeds of flesh with reduced to ashes and then 13 i had the bronx with the bronx one and then at 12 i had dying fetus stop at nothing and then finally, at 11, I had a Killing Joke with Killing Joke.
1: Nice. Um, my number uh, 20 was Azalea Dying with Frail Word's Collapse. Uh, my number 19 was Machine Head with the uh, Through the Ashes of the Empire. My number 18 was Northerer with Mirror of Madness. Number 17 was Sleep with... Uh, of course this is funny because you know sleep is uh, all about drugs and apparently i can't remember the name dope, dope smoker, smoker. <laughs> um, and then uh number 16 was every time i die with hot damn my number 15 was the black dahlia murder with their debut album unhallowed uh my number 14 was sixth with the trees are dead and dried out wait for something wild my number 13 was Cultaluna with the beyond my number 12 was Septic Flesh with Sumerian Demons, and my number 11 was Chimera with The Impossibility of Reason. There you have it. Yeah.
0: All right. And now, part two of this mini we're going to be entering our top 10s. This week, we'll be going 10 through 6, and then next week, we'll be finishing things off with our top
1: fives. Mm-hmm um but yeah if you if you uh you know would like to join us along with this this journey and tell us what your next five albums are or some of your favorites you know be sure to follow us on the socials yeah
0: um follow us over at scouring pod on instagram and on twitter um where you can keep up to date with when new episodes come out uh see what our favorite albums of every week are and uh let us know what you think of the year two thousand three um what you were into at that time, what like nostalgic albums from that time uh, that you still enjoy are um yeah we're we're very interested in hearing uh what everyone has to say because like we've said over and over it's an interesting time for metal it's a weird mm-hmm. it's a weird era, i think,
1: yeah um. This might be a surprise to Joey, but uh, I was going to say, um, I know we we like to cover, um, on you know socials, kind of like what our favorite albums of the week are. Mm-hmm. But I, I did kind of want to highlight the album I've been listening to this week. Oh yeah, go for it. Um, I have been weirdly in love with Jesus Piece's new album. Um, it is so angry mm-hmm. and, and so mean, but yeah. uh, I've been I've I've listened to it plus plus ten times. <laughs> Yeah, which it was it's nice and sw- short and sweet, but right. like it's it's angry. Um, It's got some some nasty riffs in it mm-hmm. and some breakdowns, which I'm not necessarily like super always like in love with not, not anymore, at least. But I feel like they blend it very well. Yeah. To where it makes sense to me. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's like you said, it's just like a short but sweet album. And that makes it so easy to just continue to go back to over and over again. And it's just like so, like just satisfying to listen to because it just hits super hard. It gives you exactly what you want from a record like this. And yeah, I think you know there's a band that with this being their second full length, I think this one just shows like them just improving in just about every way possible. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's a great one. It's one that I think will definitely be looked at at the end of the year is like one of the best hardcore albums of of the whole year for sure
1: yeah and i don't think i mentioned the title but so unknown is the album title um the cover looks like it is from like the 90s yeah which i like I, like i love yeah it's like, a cool aesthetic yeah it's got like this weird silver <laughs> you remember um that nickelodeon show with the i can't remember her name is alex something but she like turned into goop and could like go through like doors and stuff. It sounds familiar, but I, I can't think of what, let title. us know in the, con- <laughs> let us know in the, what we're talking <laughs> about, but I think you would know what I'm talking about when you look at it. It's I got like so. the silver, almost like, like it's almost like the Terminator, I guess. Okay. Um, you know, that kind of transformation. God, goop. It's weird. Cause I could visualize it pretty well. Yeah. It's like <laughs> some weird detective Alex something. I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> oh, now we're going to, we're gonna, we're gonna do this right now maybe i
0: mean i feel like i feel like i want to but i don't know if it's gonna
1: you do that i don't know how much
0: time it'll you take you do that
1: while i mean i'll do that while you talk about your album of the
0: week okay yeah my my favorite album this week uh even though jesus peace so unknown was a very close runner-up Is another hardcore record it's the debut album from initiate called cerebral circus which dropped on triple b um yeah, uh, this was a band that I wasn't super familiar with before, but you know, I'm, I really like Triple B Records a lot as a label. I'll pretty much listen to anything that they put out. But um, yeah, I checked this out and I was kind of like really blown away by it. It's, um, you know, it's really intense, really uh, emotionally driven, hardcore punk that has these like sort of moments of like shoegaze and like a little bit of dream pop thrown in there. Um, and yeah, all of that just really comes together really seamlessly and really effortlessly in a way that makes us, that feels fresh. Um, that's a wild mix of genres. Yeah. But yeah, it's somehow it all, it all works perfectly and it's,
1: uh, yeah, it's a great one. Yeah. I, I haven't heard it yet, but based on what you've described and obviously you, what your choice was, I am definitely curious to check it out. Yeah. I highly
0: recommend it to those of you who may be listening that may not have heard of it
1: before to, to give it a shot. I also found out what the name of the, the Nickelodeon show. I'm glad. I'm glad it's the secret world of Alex Mack. Uh, ah, yeah. 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 That, yeah, that, that rings a bell for sure. 1994, baby. Damn. The 1998, wow. apparently a good solid four year run for that, that show from the nineties. <laughs> anyway, that's what I was picturing when I saw the cover of the new um, Jesus Peace album. <laughs> i was like am like you know what this reminds me of alex mac <laughs> the the, be, the best compliment anyone could ever hope to receive if i ever meet are... if i ever meet the, the members of jesus peace that's what i'm gonna tell them oh boy yeah <laughs> uh, they'll they'll remember that because they'll be like uh, you remember that guy who the fuck? <laughs> yeah they'll they, they don't want to talk to me ever again <laughs> which is totally fair um but anyway yeah those are some good albums and i'm, I'm looking forward to um to re-listening to more Jesus piece and also listening to um, some new music. So, yeah. Um,
0: yeah. If you're interested in more of our thoughts on new stuff that's coming out every week, because we try our best to stay in the loop, definitely follow us on our Instagram and or on our Twitter at scouring pod. Yeah. So
1: that being said, I think it's time to talk about 10 through six. Let's talk business.
0: Hmm. All right. So, I'll go ahead and start once again. My number 10 is an album that will just tear your brain in half.
1: <laughs> I mean, you don't see us right now, but I'm just like, I'm smiling like an idiot and like You're looking snobbing. at him like, yeah, that hmm. sounds great. Yeah. So it's the
0: debut album from a brutal a technical brutal death band called Wormed. Hmm. And the album is called Planisferium. And uh, yeah, you know, I, I think I've mentioned on the show before that I'm recently I'm starting to get a little bit more into the uh, brutal death side of death metal that I might not have been like as as into before, um, you know, like bands like Devourment, uh, who I've grown to love a lot and Defeated Sanity, that sort of thing. But um, yeah, wormed it definitely scratches that itch uh when it comes to just all out <laughs> violent intensity um but what's interesting about them is that they're they have this science fiction aesthetic, this like kind of cosmo uh cosmos centered I could have just said cosmic, but
1: <laughs> whatever <laughs> cosmos cosmic yeah. center.
0: C C C. yeah <laughs> it makes perfect sense to to everyone listening right now i'm sure um but yeah uh if you notice i said technical brutal death metal which is uh an interesting kind of mishmash of those two things um some people i'm sure will hear this and have no idea <laughs> what the fuck is going on but i say that that's part of the appeal mm-hmm. um just how uh, completely unhinged but uh, carefully crafted uh, and controlled these songs are, despite how uh, heavy and chaotic they are at the same time. Uh, this album is only about like 25 minutes long, too, <laughs> which is really interesting. It just yeah, it just blasts through the doors and just fucks everything up and gets out of there pretty quick but yeah i i had a really good time listening to this um they're uh, they're an interesting band that i'm looking forward to diving into a little bit more and the interesting thing about this band is that after they released this album they i guess they just kind of went took on the a, hiatus yeah. yeah and then they didn't come back for another 10 years in 2013 when they dropped exodromos which is the album
1: i know actually okay. which that's why you talking about them? It's it's weird because like I haven't thought about them since 2013.
0: Yeah, and then after, uh, they didn't take as long to release their follow up, Shoe, which is in 2016. And that's when I remember hearing about them around that time because mm-hmm. that album was making a lot of like end of year lists and stuff like that. But at that time, I was definitely not <laughs> prepared for something uh, of this nature, even though I was still. A pretty big fan of death metal at that time but yeah uh really fascinating stuff i'm looking forward to diving into it a little more
1: mm-hmm. and honestly i mean bringing them up like i haven't heard their debut album from yeah. 2003 but like i said i i do remember back in 2013 when their second album came out i wouldn't say at this point that my metal like uh i guess listening experience i was really accustomed to that stuff Mm -hmm. so i think i kind of gave it a pass so i think it's it's going to be good to go back and and check this stuff out again yeah yeah i'm with you so so great red's a great choice yeah so um mine is uh, a little bit uh more cringy uh as a number 10 but uh that's what that's what it's all about talking about the
0: 2000s exactly yeah
1: well, this album and uh, this band, uh, well, first of all, this band, unfortunately, does no, lo- no longer exists. Um, once again, like I, I was bringing up with Black Dahlia, but luckily Black Dahlia is still a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the lead singer of this band is no longer with us, and I'm talking about Alexi Leho from Children of Bodom.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And Children of Bodom was a really pivotal band for me, um, I mean, going back, you know, I was telling you to, about 2013, right around like the you know the the late 2000s early 2010s children of Bodom was a big deal for me like i really loved them and this album hate crew death roll was one of the reasons why mm-hmm. um the, the album that would you know preceded this or was before it i guess uh was fall of the reaper which is probably my favorite record from children of Bodom. um but they followed that up with uh, a brand that they would kind of switch the style up a little bit. Yeah. They were a little bit more on the almost like skater punk kind of uh, scene with the symbolic death metal that came up. Mm-hmm. So they definitely initially had this weird, um, they, so they utilized their keyboard a lot yeah, with their music. And um, but in like uh, in, a, in a fashion that wasn't kind of like dark tranquility or like in flames per se but they definitely followed more of the inflames path on like the, the popularity side of things. And so, and hate crew death roll was like that album that was like, kind of had toes in both sides of that. Um, that being said, I really love this album. It's got some insane riffs. Nice. Um, it's a, uh, it's an album that like, just, you know, starts off really strong. And uh, I was going to say um, starts off with uh, needle 24, seven, uh, and gets into six pounder, which is probably one of my favorite songs on it. Uh, but they got some really silly uh, titles on their tracks, like "Chokehold," "Cocked and Loaded," Ooh. is one, or Bodum "Beach Terror," which is another fun one. Um, and then "Triple Corpse Hammer Blow" is probably my favorite track on the entire uh, record, which is the sixth one. But yeah, a "Little uh, Blood Red Riding Hood," like these oh, are some. Boy very interesting choice names <laughs> yeah. uh for their for the choices but like i said they definitely had a very specific niche
0: mm-hmm. at this
1: time and um they were definitely you know like if you remember fox the fox brand that was like really popular right and like hot topic was huge and like this is kind of one of those bands that like could live in both worlds of yeah. like death metal and the hot topic stuff yeah and so but yeah children of bodom i mean like you know, like i said you know um you know they had their ups and downs, but I feel like this was one of their ups, and so uh, that's why it's number ten for me. So it's it's a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, miss you mentioning Fox Brand like that just brought back. A, a, yeah, flooded my mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Fox and memories. Vans and Warp Tour. So yeah, they were a band that could potentially go to Warp Tour. Yeah, I, I can see it. Yeah.
0: Um, I know you've mentioned to me that I would,
1: that uh, you thought that
0: I would be into uh like the follow the reaper era mm-hmm. which yeah i still need to check them out they're just one of those bigger bands that i just never got around to for whatever reason but yeah yeah if we do another mellow death uh series uh, of some of some sort i'm sure we'll they'll be involved
1: yeah i mean especially if we go like 2000s metal like mellow death like scar symmetry um, you know, uh thinking about like of Children of Bodom, Calma, those those bands, I think would have a lot of a strong, very strong presence mm-hmm. in those kind of things, those conversations. So, yeah, but yeah, that's my number ten. All right, my
0: number ten, or shit, we're doing, we're Uh-oh. gonna do that again. It's number nine for him. Yeah, he's lying. He had some trouble with this last time. Things haven't improved. Um, number nine. <laughs> have uh i don't know if this is the first black metal album i've had on my list at this point i think it is probably but uh my number nine i'm going with watain casus luciferi nice yeah um this album i would say you know i feel like a broken record saying oh this album isn't as good as this other one but i still like it a lot which that is kind of the case again <laughs> but um yeah, I just, I love how fun Lawless Darkness is. That was for sure my favorite one by this band. But, um, regardless, I still think that, you know, I think it's cool as hell that this band at this time was making black metal that felt so, uh, evil as it should and so raw and primitive as it should in an era where, <clears throat> you know, I think the, Probably the biggest black metal band at that time uh, of the, you know, the originals, I guess you could say it was probably Immortal, which they had Sons of Northern Darkness come out in 2002. And, you know, uh, their style of black metal isn't really of that like raw, primitive kind of thing. Right. It had a little bit more melody.
1: Right. Yeah. A little and, bit more accessibility to
0: it. Yeah. I, I feel like this is just like a statement album of like, this is like black metal at its purest Mm -hmm. if that makes sense but yeah um i'd say probably puzzles of flesh is my favorite track on here but yeah it's super solid um this one you know it gets regarded as one of the best albums that they've made so far in a career that's been obviously pretty long running they just had an album drop last year which was also great but yeah, uh Casus Luciferi from Watain. Uh
1: good shit. Yeah. I I only really know Lawless Darkness and the Witch the Wild Hunt, which the Wild Hunt is actually my personal favorite. Yeah. Because I, I really like uh, a particular track on it that uh I think it showed their kind of their um diversity mm-hmm. from what they normally do. Um and I'm talking about all that may bleed. Um, but also the wild hunt track. Um, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like they went a little bit, I guess this, you know, in a way it was like their Blackwater park of some sorts. Okay. So, uh, more progressive style, but yeah, I haven't heard, uh, Cassius Luciferi. Um, but I I would be curious to kind of check back, uh, and listen to them because they're definitely, you know, one of the, you know, like I was saying kind of with, you know your your previous pick. I wasn't really into this kind of stuff at this time, yeah. And So like going back mm-hmm. and, and thinking about this stuff would be a really interesting kind of um, yeah. um, experiment for me. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, like like I said, it's like very raw when raw was definitely out of fashion at, at this time. But yeah, going back to it, it's it's just really solid black metal. Not mm-hmm. much, not much else to say.
1: Yeah. Well, great choice. Um and yeah, a lot of fun. Blood-drenched band. Oh yeah. A lot of the times. Mm-hmm. Um I would like to see them live one day.
0: I would too. I don't know mm-hmm. um
1: I yeah, don't I'd really ever know over they, here.
0: I don't know what their status is regarding like, you know, uh I know overseas travel right now is still kind of dicey for right. for some bands, but yeah, if that ever was a possibility, I'd I'd love to see them.
1: Yeah. Um speaking of overseas bands but actually oh. not so much oh. because yeah I, I don't know why I said that um <laughs> i would say the the lead singer is from the like is from elsewhere okay but i'm talking about uh probably my favorite power metal band of all time and that is camelot yeah with their al- album epica nice which this album is actually is uh, this album actually gave the name epica to epica yeah, I believe um, the, um... the other melodic death metal band. In fact, the uh, Simone, uh, I think it's her name, Simon Simone or something. She's married to the, one of the the members of Camelot. Okay. So there's that connection. But Interesting. Uh, I was talking about Roy Kahn earlier, um, which Roy, I believe, ugh, man, I'm going to get this wrong, but I know that Tommy, the current singer of the band is from Sweden. Um, but Roy Khan was a powerhouse in the in the '90s and, and 2000s with Camelot, and it really put them on the map. Um, yeah, I think he's got one of the best like vocal styles from like uh, a power metal perspective. Because mm-hmm. I, I will admit that like power metal is not really my cup of tea. I, I know that Joseph likes them more, like power metal, more than me. Um, but I, I really enjoy camelot style of it they're a little bit more symphonic a little less on the like thrash or like heavy metal side of things it's more of like there's some orchestration going on in the background mixed in with like synthesizers and keyboards and a lot of effects but like like the the true power behind this band is the vocals and man um but yeah uh, karma um or uh, epica sorry not uh not karma that's the album before this uh epica is really great um it's it's one of the albums that came right before the black halo which is like they're probably their number one album uh. that they're known for this is their sixth studio album um and yeah this is this is a this is the, the kind of the, the switch for them they kind of really picked it up and they're like okay i think I, they know what they're like they're going to get into in the next step in their and their uh continuation of what they were going for so um but anyway, it's it's a 16 track album, so it's a long one, mm-hmm. a little over an hour. Uh, a lot of interludes in there because it's kind of a story, you know. And um, that's one of the other reasons I like Camelot is I like to listen to like a concept go yeah. through. Yeah. And they do a really good job with it. So um, there's a lot of really great tracks on this record. Um, but center of the universe is that that second track that really just kind of kicks things off. And you know, there's. There's a lot of highs and lows in this album, and what I mean by that, I mean like you can really sense the emotion coming from Roy Khan and the band themselves as they're telling the story. So Camelot is a special band. I've seen them live before. Uh, I was right when Roy actually left the band and Tommy took over, but it they're really they're really a special band for me. And I, I mean, I know I talked about. Camelot a few weeks back because they just put out a new album yeah. Uh, this year. And so far I've liked, I'm have like i like, I really love it and I dig it. And I haven't liked Camelot in a while. So <clears throat> it was nice going back to this album and thinking about like, oh, wow, this was, this is a time where I really dug this stuff, style of music and re-listening to this. It, I mean, it confirmed it. Like, it's like, yeah, I love this stuff. And uh, you don't realize like maybe we're going to keep listening to all these brutal Mm -hmm. brutal things and then you just throw something in like this and you give it a little bit of a curveball and you're like wow this reminds me of like this the the brain the range and the the broad kind of strokes that metal and heavy music can provide yeah i love that yeah
0: it's nice to be able to go back to something that's just like kind of the inverse of like the the brutal uh type stuff that you know i might listen to a lot of more of the a lot more frequently, but you know, it's like a it's comforting to to listen to something that's just like very well put together and feels kind of classic in that way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that is my number nine? Yes. Okay. So now you're number eight. My number eight.
0: My number eight is a melodic death metal band that Um, I think in recent years has kind of uh, sort of been unearthed from relative obscurity. Um, I've seen them talked about a lot more lately um, as like a a band that more people need to know about. And, you know, like these albums are gems that they released. uh, Their debut in Anatomy of the Beast, and then their album that came out in 03 that I'm talking about here, um it is banquet banquet in the darkness by intestine ballism um they're a mellow death band out of japan and uh this is their second full length i believe and uh yeah it recently just got reissued by uh i believe nameless grave records um but yeah this is the type of mellow death that i I really like because you know when you play the first track on this album it kind of kicks in with those entombed or dismember like uh, like chainsaw riffs Those like really hefty dun, 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 dun. yeah 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 there's like really hefty <clears throat> sounding guitars but then all of a sudden they'll just break into like these really beautifully crafted melodic passages and it's like oh <laughs> damn like it's cool that this band kind of has the best of both worlds they can know mm-hmm. that's like really skilled musicians but they can play some really crushing riffs at the same time um but yeah i i found this album to be uh a really cool combination of both of those sides of death metal um you know a lot of mellow death bands that we've covered on the show and uh, our past mini series on the subgenre. um Bands that, you know, they, they had that melodicism, but it just kind of played into their sound that they already had. But I like how this band kind of showcases both sort of separately, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Like that Swedish style of death metal with the uh, melodic death metal, like the Stockholm or uh, Gothenburg style. Right. Um, yeah. Um, the opener flesh for the 12th omnipotent. And the fifth track, principle of causality, are both standouts for me. But yeah, I like this band quite a bit um, based on just spending some time with this album. Um, they're another band that I'd like to talk more about if we go back to discussing Mellow Death
1: on the show. Yeah, I've never heard of them, so honestly, I'm I'm very intrigued yeah. to uh, check them out. And I like the album cover, so yeah, you'd, I think you would enjoy it. Yeah. Well, nice. Um, Sticking in a a similar, uh, at least in the melodic side of things, but this one is going the black metal route, which I know you mentioned Immortal being one of the bigger black metal bands of this time. But I would argue that this is probably, and some people might disagree because they're like, you know, they split genres here and and whatnot. But I would argue that the biggest black metal band of this time was Demu Worgir. Oh yeah, and Demi Borgier put out their album Death Cult Armageddon here, and that is my choice for number eight. And um, they followed up Puritanical, Misanthropia, Euphoria, Misanthropia, something like that, mm-hmm. which I adore. I think that's a perfect album. It's one of my. It's one of my favorite records of the early 2000s. Um, and you know, uh, this is another band that. You know, is they combine kind of like Camelot. I was, I was, as, as I was mentioning with the symphonic side of things, but the difference is they actually, they actually work together with an orchestra um, to really craft this together, um, which I love and I, yeah. I think. It, I mean, if you are familiar with Demu Borgia, you know that there is a, a bastardization of black metal with classical music, and I just really love the bombastic and like kind of epic style. It sounds like, you know, if you're listening to, you know, um, you know uh, what you're watching, like a Christopher Nolan film or, or even like something from, um, not from Tim Burton, who, uh, who does the music for a lot of Tim Burton in the movies. movies I can't think of his name. Oh fuck. Like it's <laughs> like Batman and <clears throat> God damn it, Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman. Yeah. It sounds a <laughs> lot like Danny Elfman. And so, And, or like, just think of like Wagner, if you're thinking about classical music, it's like very intense classical music. Mm -hmm. And it has like this big, almost like foreboding evil sound to it. And I love it. And Death Cold Armageddon, you know, for better or for worse for, for people, um, they definitely uh, buckled down on kind of the sound that they were going for with Puritanical, maybe making it a little bit more accessible per se. Um, but the thing I love about this record is, you know, like it opens up with a pretty great track in Allegiance. It gets into like kind of the the, the track that a lot of people know from this record, uh, which is Progenies of the Great Apocalypse, mm. which is a really great um, music video and also a, uh, a great track um, that kind of goes into that um, symphonic, you know, black metal that I was mentioning earlier. Um, But a few other things that I really like about this record is that it definitely has its moments where it's like it's super intense and just like there's blast beats coming at you left and right. And in fact, at this time, uh, I believe that um, the, their drummer was still Nicholas Barker, who is considered I consider one of the best drummers at this time period. He was one of the fastest black metal drummers out there, just the the amount of blast beats he could put out. Um, while keeping up with the instrumentation, actually outpacing pretty much everyone in the band. Yeah. Um, just how fast and intense he was blasting off. Um, yeah, he he went to the sky, you know, um, Jimmy Neutron style. But anyway, um, yeah, I I mean, if, if anyone hasn't heard uh Nick Barker's uh, drumming style, like he, like even if you're not a fan of this band, you cannot deny how good of a drummer he is. Like his technical precision. And his speed is top notch, but anywho, another band, uh, another song I like on this is Virtus Bird, uh, which is great uh, track on it, and then Eradication Instincts Defined are, are another things that I really enjoyed on, from this record. But yeah, like I I listened to this this morning as I was on my way to work, and it made the commute so much better. I just put a like I just had an evil grin on my 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 face as I was driving because I'm just like, damn, like this is like making this morning quite enjoyable and I you know I hadn't had that because I, I hadn't heard this in a long time and like I just I was thinking about my my order of things and I'm just like yeah there like there's a reason why I put this in the top 10 because I'm like I knew this was gonna be a record that I love but uh like I said not everyone loves Demu and that's totally fine but like I, I yeah like I said can't deny how talented this band is or was mm-hmm. you know so I don't know how much you know about Demu, or how much you've listened. I haven't heard much. Um, This was one of those albums that I had in my massive
0: list of things to get to that I just didn't get around to, unfortunately. But that's the nice thing, is that even though it isn't going to make my list, it'll still be there for me to to get to. I think this era of Demu is something you might like. Okay. A little bit. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure I... Even though you know symphonic stuff i'm I'm that's still a new world for me, but I'm not adverse to it
1: right, yeah, so yeah, that was my number eight, so off to number seven, yeah number seven
0: right here, I have an album that. I don't know. this might be an album that it might be the the most fun discovery I've had of all of the albums that i've I checked out in making this list um, this album is gore The Saw and the Carnage Done
1: by aborted Ooh. yeah <laughs> look at them such a fun Dutch band yeah, um, I think they're from no ones, right or no they're from belgium they're from belgium my bad okay yeah i'm sorry everyone who's listening (laughs) (laughs) yeah um
0: yeah man um it's just fucking brutal death that's just played fast and uh just intense but it's also just got these like you know it's just got this fun vibe to it even though it's just like you know it's uh, it's got like all this gore imagery and stuff like that that you're typically used to seeing for like gore grind, death grind bands, cannibal
1: corpse esque yeah. Even though that's more death
0: metal, yeah. But I don't know. This one, I like a lot of the more esoteric stuff in that style. Like, you know, I, I'm, in, I'm into that sort of thing. But I love this album in all of how accessible it is compared to the more underground type of you know gore stuff um but yeah i just had a fucking great time listening to this that's you know that's that's what that's what counts sometimes above above all else Mm -hmm. um sanguine verses of extirpation uh, i believe that's the song that has just this ridiculous breakdown somewhere in there um so that was a definitely a standout track, standout moment. But yeah, the the saw and the carnage done, um, clinical colostomy, uh, sea of cartilage, like ridiculous titles, and like every track on here is is just delivers.
1: And yeah, Gormageddon. And they're fun. They're a fun band. Yeah, and I yeah, I mean like think of like all the carcass. You know, uh, or even like think of—I'm just thinking of all these different body types of imagery, like you're saying. But mm-hmm. like, just make it in like a—I don't want to say I'm bored, it's goofy, but they—they they definitely have some goofy.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, they have
1: elements to them that I'm like—I—I kind of love about them. Right, like they have later albums,
0: uh, like that are called Retro Gore and Terror Vision, and you know, just yeah, they're. They're able to not take themselves super seriously, and that's what I meant. And, yeah, you know, and that's that's what that what's that's what makes it fun, even though it's like still really heavy, really brutal. Obviously,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I think I'm gonna disappoint people now. Oh boy! Yeah. So as if they weren't already. <clears throat> I know. I know. Especially with those albums I just chose, you know. But. uh <laughs> But no, and the reason I say that is because they're, this will start the string of <clears throat> records that people are like, is that metal? Is, is it, that is that is that what that is? Is it that no? <clears> though? <throat> well, it's pretty damn close, so I, I don't care. Yeah, I, I have um, a few
0: of my own that are like that. That we'll get to yeah.
1: later. So this next one is a band that is a progressive metal giant now, and I think is like, this was like this is the the kickstart of like why they got so big, and I can best you can guess what I'm talking about. There's a long haired man with a double bass guitar or double headed guitar. Uh... he's got a pretty particular voice, and he, if you look at the guy, you wouldn't expect that voice to come from him.
0: I'm blanking. I'm
1: sorry. Talking about Coed and Cambria. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And there I'm talking go. about Claudio.
0: <laughs> I see.
1: Yeah. So this is "In Keeping Secrets" of Silent Earth Three, which is the album that put them on the map. Nice. Uh, it's the, like I said, it's the pop punk-ish mm, pop, like progressive metal album that I chose. Um, this is definitely the album. I, I, you know, the thing is, like, I, I really like the album that, pers- like, that goes after this. The, uh, you know, "Good Apollo" four. Which is the one that really took storm for me, but of course, you know everyone everyone knows um of of certain tracks on this one, a favorite house Atlantic being the one that everyone knows good eye sniper mm. you know that song um yeah, no, this album like I said, put koed on on the map um I love that this band has such a creative juice like that, that as like you know in in comics. And in the yeah. lore that they put together, and this is kind of the start of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're uh, a band that kind of creates their own world. Yeah, sense. it's like a there's like a science fiction, just like kind of dystopia fantasy world that they, that they create, and uh, this record does that, and I I really love uh, that creativity, and um, you know, there's a lot of, like I said, this is a little bit on some of it might be a little cringy when i hear it sometimes because like i think claudia was still trying to like kind of find his voice mm-hmm. a little bit in here um there's a couple tracks like i said that are like very like solid and like there's reasons why they're classics they still play this stuff to the day you know and yeah. this is their second album um but yeah no this this record did a lot for me and um and for coheed of course and and that's, I mean, this is a band that I've seen twice and, um, I enjoy, I enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, I, I always put on tracks from this album and, and really enjoy kind of uh, the progression that they would do later on. Cause I think they've just improved more and more as they've gone on through throughout the years and have evolved as a band. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, but like I said, kind of like when I was saying with the uh, demon Borgia, it's a polarizing band, either you like them or you don't, I yeah. feel like, um, and that's totally fine, but like I think Co great, and um yeah i'm 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 excited to kinda revisit this as often as I can, so yeah, that's my number seven,
0: very cool, and mm-hmm. uh you know a very uh I would say that is definitely eligible with uh regardless of you know not it not really being exactly like the most metal album ever,
1: yeah, it's a progressive metal record, yeah, yeah, so Sorry. Sorry, everyone. But this isn't the first time we're gonna let you down.
0: Oh no. Yeah.
1: I have a couple. Yeah, we're in the triple digits. <laughs> twenty
0: this is episode twenty twenty-five, I believe, or twenty six, and yeah, we're in the triple digits of how many times we've let people down. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> so what's your what's your
0: last one of, of today? All right. My number six final pick for the episode. We have one that uh you know, last week I had a few that were on my list that I was anticipating some possible, uh, some possible outrage from you. Ah, um, which that didn't happen. Thank goodness. But, but are we gonna I do mean, it now? It might be now, but I mean, number six is still pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's right, it's right around top five right before the top five. So yeah, this is the spot where I have enslaved below
1: the lights. It's Enslaved ongoing joke <laughs> yeah um you gotta be there guys you gotta be there we we told the
0: story before but yeah um yeah uh i i really like this album a lot um but unfortunately we gotta go right back around to the thing that i i've already said several times uh between last week and this episode i think they would go on to make better better material and just in my opinion like, yeah,
1: that's
0: uh, fair. Honestly, I think I like their new album more than I like Below the Lights, which
1: that might be a a, a piping hot take to have. Not, I mean, not really. But, they're kind of they're kind of cousins, weirdly enough. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's a lot. I mean, like, I know when we talked about that record, I, I had mentioned Below the Lights. And I'm like, this reminds me a lot of that record. Yeah, and I I think there's a lot of similarities in it.
0: Yeah, I I agree for sure. There's definitely moments on here that reminded me of Heimdall, but um. Yeah. You can tell listening to this, that, you know, this band is kind of experimenting with the inclusion of the, you know, kind of prog rock and psych element added into their traditional Norwegian black metal. And, uh, you know, you, you're there for the ride for it to just kind of see like how experimental they can get in the early stages of, of that being a part of their sound and, uh, yeah, it's it's cool to go back and hear that compared to a band that is still like killing it today.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I like it quite a bit. Uh, Havenless is really good and Ridic- Ridicule Swarm are probably my, my two picks on here that I, I like the best. But yeah, everything on here is, is very interesting and
1: yeah, an, an enthralling listen, I would say. All I can say is fantastic choice, monsieur. Yeah. Bonjour. Bonjour. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, are you ready for my last one? All right. Let's do it. All right. So my number six is a debut album. Okay. Uh, Of a, a really great Finnish doom metal band, melodic doom metal band. Hmm. And we're talking about Swallow the Sun with uh, The Morning Never Came. Another one that I didn't get to oh man but i wanted to. this is i i would even i would even say like this is their best album Damn. which is wild because i mean i i enjoy quite a bit of their you know discography mm-hmm. but this this debut album is just it, like there's there are some things that are just like wow like you just get you just get so blown away like you didn't even expect something like this to happen and i think that's what happened to a lot of people and they're like they just this came out of nowhere um To quote Kerrang! at this time, one of Doom's, Doom Metal's finest moments to date. I gave it a 5 out of 5 in 2003. Wow. And, um, you know, even in contemporary reviews, you know, people still feel that way. Yeah. Which is just crazy to me. So, you know, at this time, you know, there was just six members in this band. you know, they were definitely on the slower, I mean, it's a Doom Metal band. So there, but there was a little bit more of a more of a speed at this point because when you are younger, sure. <laughs> especially in in a lot of these bands, like you know they want to play a little bit faster, mm. and so there is a little bit more of an aggression and rawness that comes from this record, and I that's something that I really adore about it. Um, but like I said, it it blends all those those moments really really well. They they a lot of things they let a lot of things breathe, which is what Swallow the Sun do do really really well. They they understand atmosphere very very well Mm -hmm. and know how to trot along an album and how to create that in in a way so um but yeah i i i love this record and i you know i I think um there's a lot of promise to what they would do in the in the future but then again like i mentioned this might be their best record because like they they kind of nailed it the first go around um, and anytime I listen to this band, I mean, I'm not, I'm not remiss to, you know, go to this album first. Uh, and yeah, if anyone hasn't heard Swallow the Sun, uh, their first album, um, you know, um, the morning never came, I, I would say it's, it's one that people sincerely need to check out. Yeah. It's just, it's an incredible time My, and, um, myself included. Yeah. You will not be remiss on that. So that is my number six to round out the episode. Very cool. All
0: right. That caps off another one. Um, yeah, next week we'll be doing our top five of two thousand three. And we'll also announce what we'll be doing in May. Yeah, May. May is the next month. <laughs> what what day is it? I don't I don't fucking know anymore. All right, everybody. Thank you, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Have fun. Farewell.